there. This is Nicole, and I'm so excited for our show today. Have you ever felt so much overwhelmed from all of your responsibilities? Or that guilt that you feel when your head hits the pillow at the end of the night worrying if you did this mom thing right? Well, tune in today where we're going to talk about how we define our roles and protect those roles so we can eliminate some of the guilt and free ourselves from the overwhelm. Welcome to The Living Room. We are thrilled that you are joining us for today's conversation. Whether you're here for the first time or you're a longtime friend of the show, we're delighted to have conversations just like this, where as women and friends, we talk about everything from relationships to personal development, from growing in our own careers and roles as women, as mothers, as wives, as friends. We also love talking and touching on things that are spiritual. Thank you so much for joining us, and now we'll turn the time over to your hosts for today's show. Welcome to another episode of The Living Room. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Nicole Carpenter, and today I'm here with... Michelle. And Jody. And we are so excited that um, we get to, to be together here in The Living Room. Um, for those of you who are familiar with my website, Mom Entity, you're probably also familiar with the Mom Resolutions. And we've mentioned them a tiny bit here on the podcast in different episodes. As we roll into a busy part of the year full of school activities and crazy things going on, I thought it would be helpful to have an organic conversation about mom resolution number three, define and protect your roles. And um, if that's okay with you guys. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. If uh, I say no, or you can ask me to leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're kicked out of here if you say oh, no. Talk about and what it. I mean by no, that, I like this topic. Oftentimes I when I, I like when it. I talk about this and teach this, I, I do it really strategically and have different things that we talk about. But um, since we're just more casual here today, we can just kind of bounce around and, and be organic with it. Um, that being said, uh, it may be helpful for those listening in to talk about the difference between roles versus activities. I think that, that sometimes we can confuse uh, the sure. two. So roles are who you are and activities are what you do in your roles. So if we're looking at um, a list like of, of what our roles are, and those of you that are listening, if you're not driving a car or completely distracted, it might be helpful to grab a piece of paper and a pencil during this, this episode because you may want to write some of these things down as they relate to you. So our roles are the responsibilities that we have. Um, if you're familiar uh, with 1980s music, mm -hmm. Tiffany sang a song called Hat. Um, yeah. I know yes. Tiffany, but I, I just don't know yeah. hats. Okay, so that's dating me. Anyway, they're like hats, like all the different hats that yeah. you wear. So um, some examples that might be roles in your life would be mom, uh, spouse, caregiver, um, employee, employer, um, soccer coach, PTA president. Like, as you can kind of see that those are the different roles. Now, um, I often use the example that you're not a chauffeur, right? Like, that's the activity that you do as a mom when you're shuttling kids around, unless you maybe are a Lyft or Uber driver, right? And then your role becomes chauffeur. So that's kind of how we separate out our roles from our activities. Does that make sense? Makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty important to know as we figure out what our roles are. That's the defined part. And then we move into protecting them. So, 
the best way to handle this is to just brainstorm out all of your different roles. And then, uh, so those of you that are listening along, you can brainstorm out all the different roles that you have or uh, come back and do that later when you're not busy. And then we, we prioritize our roles. So what do you think would be um, some of the most important roles in your life or just in general? Wife, mother, those are, yeah, you know, the top a caregiver for me just yeah. because my role has changed. Yeah. And that's caring like, for my parents. A little yeah. Bit more. And that's important to know, like, uh, that your role is caregiver, but mine isn't. So like our roles right. ebb and flow, they shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I have responsibilities as a business owner, but then as part of that, I also have responsibilities as a boss Yeah, and then church responsibilities or community responsibilities and service. Mm-hmm. Um, by but delineating that there are some some titles and roles that I have that I'm responsible for those as well. Yeah, that's super helpful. You know, it's funny. There's one and, and this just plays into this. We can ask even more people the same thing. And there's usually one role that always gets left off of everybody's list. Any guesses as to what it would be? The role to yourself. That's right. And we know it's important because we've done entire episodes on self-care. Yes. But as we're listing this, even if you do believe in self-care instinctively, we just don't put ourselves on the list. So uh, if you have been making the list with us, I recommend you put yourself right up at the top. And it's the most important. And sometimes we have mom guilt with that because we think, well, if myself is the top of my list, like that's selfish. I shouldn't do that. But it's not a matter of um, spending the most time necessarily on yourself. It's not about an, a, a delineation of time. It's about making sure that you, that you come first in your needs. And you can meet your needs in 15 or 20 minutes of really good self-care in the morning, right? And then have the whole rest of the day. But if you've missed that piece, then everything else just kind of tumbles. Yeah, and I think there are times when you are reminded how important self-care and self-compassion is. And those are sometimes those experiences where you've lost your health or you've gone through a really stressful time. And so having those habits and those go-tos, those tools in place, but I definitely have changed over the last six years and I know what it feels like when I'm putting myself at the top of the list and I don't feel guilty about it. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. And, so. and I think that there was a time when I did, especially when the kids were super tiny and needed me so much. I felt really guilty about taking that time. So if you're feeling guilty, don't. It's totally um, important and actually mandatory that you take that time for yourself. Otherwise, if you don't put the role of you first, all of your other roles will fail. Oh, so, so here, what I want to yeah. share with them, because I've heard you share a couple of these stories, but... I think it'd be good for us to share a couple of things. What did you do to preserve you when you had little kids? And how was that different when you had kids in elementary school? And how was that different when you had kids that were in high school or even as an empty nester? Yeah. Uh, We've talked a little bit about this in other podcasts, too, when it comes to um, our dreams and our goals and even self-care. So one of the things that I noticed that led me on this path to mom entity and led me on this path to really diving into defining roles and protecting them, I realized that I had lost a piece of myself. And I realized that on several different occasions, but I can remember one conversation that I had when I had just 
had my second child and he was a really hard baby and I was just in it all day. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was at that stage just outside of my life. And she was asking me what she, what I do for fun. And she was listing off like skydiving and like going (laughs) and like taking her kids to the arcade and like all these fun things that she does for fun. And I like melted inside because I like said to her, I changed diapers. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I had totally lost myself. So then I had to tie back into me and what are the roles that I need to do and the things that I need to do to find myself again. And then that evolved to taking time to write. And then that led to a column and a blog and a book. And I think it's important that we make sure that we take that time to find ourselves in this process of identifying all of our different roles. Cause at that time when I had that conversation with my friend, like she was living this awesome life and I was just stuck with infant diapers and mm-hmm. infant diapers are nasty. I just took my infants wherever I wanted to go. And I, I think know, you're so good at I, that. Well, and I don't want, I don't want anyone to feel guilty if they don't do that. But for moms that want to do that, I mean, I just, I was an on-the-go mom, literally. I, I wasn't a stay-at-home mom. I was an on-the-go mom. Let's clarify the little You don't skydive. Right? I, well, I did. Oh, you did? But not when of I, not when not I had the baby. Okay. Not with the baby. No. Okay. I did that when I was 21 before kid. But I think, you know, when my kids were in elementary school, um, I, going on a walk with a good friend of mine was really good self-care. And yes. we would push the strollers and talk mm-hmm. and... You know, that being outside and just breathing in that good air, whether no matter if it was winter, mm-hmm. summer, spring, um, and we'd meet at the splash park, or, but we knew it was grown up time as much yeah. as it was going to be kid time. So we created the, the space where it could be both. Now, I also had an office downstairs and I could go and I could write and yeah. it was important to do those things. So yeah. I do think when your kids are young and I feel for moms and my daughter asked me the other day, she's 23 and she said, mom, am I ever going to want to really take care of little kids because they had babysit, they had babysat for somebody and it broke my heart because I was like, I remember feeling that way. I remember living a corporate lifestyle and having that job at the top of this big fancy tower in Dallas and 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 being pregnant and wondering, am I going to feel like I know what joy is while I'm changing diapers and yeah. all that? And I just, I want to give the hope that says you create it as you go along and it doesn't have to be one way or the other. But I think my kids went to so many restaurants and um, parks and places that maybe there weren't a lot of kids because that was part of my life. I still wanted to keep up meeting with the sure. people I was working with. And well, and I think it's important so too, like as we're, as we're defining our roles, there's a little piece of that too. That's maybe before that we have to figure out what we value mm-hmm. and we all value different things. Uh, some of us might value the outdoors. I valued writing and self-expression. You might value time with real adults. Like it's important for you to know what you value. And then it's totally okay to give yourself permission to create space for what you value. And there's that saying, you do you, you know, like Mm -hmm. you do you. So if what you do looks different than what I do, that's totally fine. Right. And finding a babysitter to come once a week or twice a week or heck three times a day. I remember one mom that was um, that spoke to me when I had little kids and she's looking at me going, well, I don't do what you do. And I'm like, well, 
I'm not saying everybody should. And yeah. who says I'm doing it right? Yeah. But she got different. somebody to come in for two hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And boy, that just saved her. And she yeah. could go get the other kids if she needed to. She didn't yeah. have to drag everybody. Or sometimes she would go to the gym. I really do like what you're saying is yeah. do you and find out what that looks like. Well, it's a yeah. different value for everyone. Yeah, Michelle. I remember feeling like I couldn't afford that or that mm-hmm. I couldn't justify affording mm-hmm. that. So whether you can afford it or whether you don't feel like you can justify affording it, I looked around and I found another mom like me at a similar age. And she and I traded Kitchen. for five years. Yeah. Oh, like, brilliant. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I, and, and sometimes like she was a, she was a stay at home medical transcriptionist and I still had my jobs and businesses. Yeah. And so we traded a lot so that we could take care of our businesses. But then sometimes she would just text me and say, I need a break. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. work and I need a break. Like, and, and she was finally, we both finally got to the place where we didn't feel bad about that and we didn't feel guilty. Right. We yeah. Could help each other. And so I think it doesn't even have to cost money if you can find somebody that you can trade with, but to help that you can, I felt like I can give more to my kids when I'm not running on empty. Absolutely. And some days for some reason I could be a rock star mom and go all day and feel totally committed and be in the next day by nine 30, I was done. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So we just have to honor that. That says that we feel too much guilt thinking we're supposed to love being with our children 24 seven. We love our children. But you know what? Any mom, any person who's, I mean, and I think of my daughter again, getting ready to graduate from college, statistics degree that, you know, it's not family, child, social science work. But the guilt of thinking, I don't want to be there 24 seven. I don't even want to. Well, that's that's why I started being a mom. You know, all those years ago, back in, I think, 2012, when I founded Mom Entity was because... I was in an environment where I was really unhappy with some pieces of motherhood, but I wanted a safe space. I knew I wasn't alone Mm -hmm. and I wanted there to be a safe space for us to talk about that and then provide tools where we could work through it and find joy in motherhood as, as we wanted to create it. So I think that's really important. You know, we've joked on here a lot about, that I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> like, right? And Janet just did this cookbook, and then here I am sitting across, and I'm like the terrible cook. So, so does that mean the jam you gave me for Christmas I should not eat? Or no, is the jam oh no. Okay? That okay. is about the best. No, I already best. tasted your jam. Yeah. It's delicious. I can jam, like jam jam. <laughs> jam okay. I can jam jam, and I can <laughs> bake cookies. Just don't bring me a casserole. It's just like, it's like okay. the dinner menu that I struggle with. That being said, like, imagine um, a gourmet cooktop, right? Like, I know what a gourmet cooktop should look like, even if I don't use one. Mm-hmm. So, imagine this beautiful <laughs> gourmet cooktop, and it's got, like, six or eight burners. It's, like, kitchen industrial mm-hmm. size, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful, and it's this beautiful gas burner, and um, they're, every burner is turned up, and they're all roaring on high heat, and there's just this blue flame that's flying everywhere. So, in my mind... I may appreciate this burner, um, but I I know through cooking terms that that's not efficient, right, to have all those burners roaring on high heat. And our lives are very similar to that burner. So if we imagine that the roles that we have in our life represent a burner on this stovetop, um, if we are running our life with all of these roles that we've already you know, thought about and brainstormed out. If we run our life with all of these roles turned on high heat, we will without a doubt burn out. Mm-hmm. And so not managing these roles correctly is one of the key things that leads to that burnout that we feel as women, as moms, 
as business owners or whatever those roles are that we're dealing with. So my challenge to you, to us in this room and those listening along is to identify those roles, figure out what, you know, we'll call them burners, but figure out those roles. And then it's important to decide which ones are going to roar on high heat which ones you can move back to the back on simmer. Like, like I said, I, I don't cook a lot, but I do know that the, <laughs> when it rolls on simmer, like it, right. a pot goes to the back That's and we right. turn it down on low and That's then we, right. we can bring it back to the front later. <laughs> so like, that's how our roles work too. Mm-hmm. So if we look at the list of roles that we made, if we have more than six or eight, that's not usually good. There are a few people that can handle that. Michelle's probably one of them because she is like amazing at handling lots of different things. But most of us, most of the time, can't handle more than six or eight roles turned on. That doesn't mean that, that might mean that um, you have a role that's completely turned off, but you really only want um, four or five that are roaring on high heat at any given time with a few simmering. Um, and some of our roles that simmer would be that maybe like um, daughter, maybe that simmers and or mother, if you have older kids, that one might simmer until there's an emergency or a family thing, and then that one roars on high heat for a while. So our roles can move back and forth, but it's really important that we identify them and figure out um, what they look like, and then we can manage them. Yes, Jenna. One of the things that was really hard for me as a young mother, because I was a working mother and I worked at home, yeah. was this constant pull inside of me. Oh, I'm working, but I should be with my kids. Or, yes. oh, I'm with my kids, but I've got these deadlines looming. You know, that yes. was like kind of a constant for me. And right now, I'm doing something really cool where I'm taking care of my grandson two days a week while my daughter finishes school. And so I decided just kind of remembering that pull inside yes. me that I didn't want to feel that anymore. So I've compartmentalized my week so that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, when I have Harrison, I'm not doing phone calls and emails and all that stuff. Love it. I'm laundry ink. I'm prepping dinner. I'm, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the other three days of the week, are my work days. And I hit it hard because I know I only have, I have to get it all done on Mondays and Wednesdays so that I can be really sweet with Harrison. And I found, honestly, I know I'm only in it two days a week, but there's even joy in changing those diapers and just nestling that little, oh my gosh, I love it so much. And I love that I don't have the pressure of, oh, I've got this deadline, I've got all this stuff to do. I'm just like, I'm here for you, Harrison. And it is awesome. Yeah. So when we are aware of our roles, even just being aware of what Mm -hmm. they are, Mm -hmm. it creates this sense of ownership in our life. And I think that it's, it may be important for different women in different stages of life to even separate their roles out even more. So like in your case, your role of grandma is like legit and it's full time and that gets like front burner space, right? Yeah. Like yeah. at least two days a week. Yep. Um, I also think that it's important for those that maybe stay home all day that your role of home manager is a separate role yes. because sometimes yes. uh, we get to the end of the day and our kids are clingy and they're whining and they like, they, we can't understand why they're fighting so much. And we realize it's because what we did all day was prep meals and cycle laundry and clean the toilets. And we spent all day being a home manager and we actually weren't a mom. Mm-hmm. So if we separate those two, mm-hmm. then that gives us a chance to like, be in it, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be mom. Even if it's just mm-hmm. for 20 minutes. I'm going to get mm-hmm. down. We're going to do this puzzle. Mm-hmm. We're going to rock it. And then mm-hmm. that helps you go and jump to the other thing. And it helps the kids totally agree. feel better. Yeah. I think the question that we end up bringing up from Janet's comment is, how do you want to feel? You know, you have the awareness that you want to be present. But I just, 
I, I guess the thing that just keeps coming to mind is I wanted to remember I had a lot of fun with my kids. Now that's, again, that's me using that word fun, but you have a ADHD, you know, mom that didn't know it mm -hmm. and found a way to say, Oh, well this, this is how I have to do motherhood. But I wanted to feel at the end of my mothering, like we had a really good time being together and having fun together. Now that could be going to the library and actually checking out books that had, you know, things that we were learning about. But I think when you ask yourself that simple question, you know, how do you want to feel as a mom? Fun may not be the word that you use, but how do you work with your clients to help them identify what that feeling is? Because I think that would tell somebody yeah. how to then set those different burners. Yeah, you know? I love that. Um, and actually, when I'm working with my clients, before we talk about roles, we talk about values. And that's why I mentioned it a little bit before, because you have to figure out the values. And values are not like mom, employee. Those, those are, like I said, those are the roles. The values are going to be family time or or memories, or maybe you value efficiency, or maybe you value financial stability. And so that's going to affect which of those roles you bring forward. And if your roles, the ones that are really roaring, if your roles match your values, then you're going to feel peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No yeah. matter yes. like what, what yeah. you look like, like, what, like you do you, I do me. If my roles match my values and your roles match your values, we're both going to be totally happy. Even if our lives look very different. Yeah. That's totally and I true. think it's such yeah. a good thing to celebrate all kinds of different moms. Yeah, you know, absolutely. In my circle of um, moms, whether I've mentored them or they're my friends or they're in my neighborhood or they're in my family, they're so different, but there's just such good things about each of them. Yeah. And I'm grateful that they celebrated me. So I think it's, it's so yeah. important that we remember to value, you know, let others value, but celebrate. Did you want to say something? Yeah, sure. You Jenna. know, one of the things that was really hard for me when I was caught in some of the drudgery aspects of motherhood. And I know Paige has talked about that. She doesn't enjoy the mom tasks, you know, and it really helped me to find a spiritual connection to that work and to realize mm. that a lot of the roles that women have are roles that the savior had that he mm. was cleansing and he was healing and he was serving and like he that. was feeding. And that really, really helped me see that I had a deeper purpose in what I was doing. That helped me again, mm -hmm. value, right? That, mm -hmm. that, um, really communicated to my values. And I was like, okay, this is meaningful on a really deep, deep level. And I'm going to give it everything I've got. I love that. And it matches your values, right? Yes. So yes. it goes back to aligning your roles with your mm -hmm. values. Very so nice. let's speak for a few minutes to what it feels like when we are overwhelmed. Like, like, can you notice that you've got a role going that's too much? Um, Heather and Janice stepped in a little bit ago. So yeah, we've, we've got a full living room <laughs> yeah. now, ladies. Our living room's full. We have some empty chairs for a little bit. Like Heather, have you, um, ever had a time where you're not seriously going to ask me if I've ever had a time I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> yes, I am. Every day. Because right? I know I'm putting you on the spot and I know your answer is Probably yes. It's honest, yeah. too. If it's honest. I, in all honesty, yes, for sure. I think I'm, in my head, I hear it as like talking myself out of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at it. I really am. I'm really good at talking myself out of a nervous breakdown. And I think, I think a lot of it is because I work only in values in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, if I'm meeting up and living my life in a way that supports my values, I'm just fine letting the rest go. Yes. So it, it's that black and white. This yes. either supports my values or the burners that I need on right now. Right. Or it doesn't. Right. 
And there's a lot of stuff that I can walk away from because it doesn't support the values. Yeah. And that's what gets me through being behind on laundry or yeah. having, you know, I don't know, picking up pizza tonight instead of making dinner, yes. like those oh. things like that, that I think totally distract fun. us from our values. I love that. I, I when really think that not become a meal. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's always at a meal. my house. But I mean, Once a week, it's a meal. But my values don't don't line me up with stereotypes, mm-hmm. and my values and principles don't line me up with society's view of what I'm doing in my life right now. And so, if I can keep them separate, then then I I can stay unoverwhelmed. Is that even? A word? Oh, I, I love it. I yeah. cannot run into overwhelm to the same degree, or it's yeah. momentary. It's right now instead of like three days long or oh, three yeah. weeks long. It's, Hey, right now it feels like this. What do I need to refocus on? Yeah. And it's quick. So to, to the opposite of that, like what do we do if we have a role that we want to be an important that does match our values, but it's not being represented on our burner. And I think something usually has to be turned off or turned down a yeah. little bit. There's only so much capacity. Right. And I think we mistake that. I think so many times society tells us you can have it all and you can't. You, you I, can't have it all at the same time. It's exactly right. right. That's it, you right? Like, it all. like we, not if we, if we on only Monday, have this though. stuff. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> right? But like any given day. Like we have to. If, if yeah. I want my business to grow, something else, something else has to simmer. It has to. Yeah. So if I want to bring in a bunch of new things. Uh, there has to be a sacrifice somewhere for this moment. There's in time. only this much space right? Yeah. and we can have like the front burners roaring and the back burners on simmer, or we can really try. And there are phases in life too, right? There's, it's kind of like a roller coaster where there's sometimes that are super crazy and we have to just survive for a season with all of our burners roaring. Sometimes we get in that space and it's okay. Yeah. As long as we know Ooh, in six weeks, I'm turning that burner down and that burner down and that burner down. Mm-hmm. But for right now, we are just surviving. Yes. So I took eight years ago, just one two hour period or three hour period. And I called it just Jody time where it was clarity time to just say, what am I doing? And I, I sometimes I went away. We have a little getaway house I could go to. But that was something that I did for me. That's that self-compassion. And I could Mm -hmm. do that. Sometimes I'd go somewhere with a friend or I'd go stay at their house overnight. But I, for me, getting away and being able to define, again, what my burners need to be. Mm -hmm. I need to have the away time in order to do that because I don't know how to shut everything down to do that. So that's a suggestion. Well, I don't know if it's so much that we have a hard time knowing that in six weeks we can turn on a different burner. I think the stress comes when the six weeks end and we actually, the expectation we had doesn't come to fruition. That is so true. It, it isn't, it isn't that we are not good. I think everybody's fairly good and women in general can say, Hey, six weeks right now with this newborn. And then at the six week mark, these things will change. And then all of a sudden that six week old doesn't change. And you, you still can't zip up your jeans. And you still, <laughs> yeah, never yeah, right, sure. Yeah. And, and those things yeah. aren't happening. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap. What do I do? It, it, it's, it's those expectations. We're real good at setting them and looking at them and thinking that they're reasonable until they don't come out the way we think. Mm-hmm. And it's in that mm-hmm. moment that I think then the overwhelm hits, hits and we lose sight of our values. And it's the adaptability and the negotiation I think we struggle with more as people and expectations mm-hmm. like it all goes into that yeah like right now I'm thinking okay at the end of this weekend mm-hmm. I'm going to be a new person right and come Monday I can handle it and and I'm sure that that expectation is unrealistic for sure, for sure. Know? yeah I always yeah. think that after I do something in in my church calling and I think oh, yeah. okay if I can just get through this Sunday and right. then I'm like 
no, no, no. Why is this still no, happening it's every day? <laughs> Why is yes. this thought? Or with kids, like it's the yeah. same. Or you think if I just get through this stage, and then all of a sudden, but then they're older and it's worse. It, yeah. it not worse. It changes. It's different. It it's different. Yeah. But if if I think my time is going to be more mine, that's not true. It's never more mine. And when I look at my mm-hmm. parents who are in a totally different stage of life, who say. Well, we thought once everybody moved out, this is what life would look like. And it didn't. It, it doesn't look like yeah. that. Like, they'll tell you they're as busy now as when they had three kids in high school. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it just, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we get caught up. I think that's where overwhelm kind of takes control. And I yeah. think one of the tools for that is the reflection part and talking it through. I mm-hmm. want to connect and I want to talk with somebody who knows me well and bounce those ideas off. Sometimes people are more introverted mm-hmm. and they can settle it in their head. Yeah. Sometimes you go to your husband. But I like what, what I you're want to use that about tool. these different tips. So for yeah. you, the tip of like like going back to and yourself that works. And, yeah. So everybody is going to have a different way that they can evaluate this process, mm-hmm. whether it's evaluation. Yes. That's the thing. So we yes, have to, to evaluate. evaluate. We have to work through our different roles and figure out. Yes, Michelle, do you have any ideas on this? Well, I think that first and foremost, it comes from something that Heather said that has, that has been like a guiding underlying foundation in my life. And that is that my roles can't be defined by what somebody else is doing. Yes. Right. And so whenever I catch myself saying, why am I not doing it like that person? That is like the, the light switch. But the other thing that I was going to say is that we have to stop feeling guilty for the things that we put on the front burner. And Mm -hmm. so there are times when my business has to be number one. Yeah. And that's okay because my business is important. It helps provide for my family. Yeah. And that means I have to have conversations with my kids. It says, you're my most important thing, but this is also a priority. And this is what my business does for me. Can you support me? And then we can have some of our priorities show up to support us or asking for help. Or Mm -hmm. it's not about role balancing is not about doing everything yourself. No, there's a lot of delegation. Right. And so Mm -hmm. part of that is what do you need help with? How can you succeed? And who else can you bring in for those times when something else needs to be a priority so that the motherhood doesn't feel like it's getting completely dropped, but like yeah. you said, just moved yeah. to a separate And so place. if we do find ourselves in a position where we have lots of burners on high heat and we're stuck and our, we can't change our, or our expectations aren't matching, then what we, there are a few things that we can do to try to decrease the overwhelm that we're feeling. One of which is to delegate, like Michelle just said, we can try to change our attitude and adjust our expectations mm-hmm. like Heather mentioned. And that really helps because it gives us a clear lens to look through. Uh, we can also, and this is probably a topic for a whole nother show. We can create a system to help put that hot, roll into a system and make it easier to manage. Those are some things that we can do. Uh, and then I think that the other thing that's really important is for us to stop the judgment, to just let mm-hmm. ourselves be us. And that if we can do these things and just be aware of the roles that we have in our life, then that gives us the power to love the life that we're living. You can learn more about this mom resolution and the other five by downloading a free mom relief kit at momentity.com. That's my gift to you for those of you that are listening today. And I'd love to carry on this conversation um, on Instagram at from the living room. I hope that you enjoyed your time with us today. And I ask you, please give yourself and your roles some living room. Thank you for joining us for today's show. We hope you'll keep the conversation going with us through social media on your favorite channels. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at From the Living Room or find us online for past episodes and other information about our hosts at www.fromthelivingroom.com. 